somebody was asking me, how has Goge Africa managed to survive? This is our 20th year. How did you do it? And every week you're supposed to put out something for people to watch. Do you have government backing? No. Is there a bank bankrolling this? No. Have you asked commission? No. Are you getting money from any kind of funding? Art funding? No. This is just two people who are just determined to do what they feel they need to do. Hello, hello, my beautiful people all over the world. This is not just Nollywood podcast with Chris and Moji or Moji, like I like to call her. <laughs> hello. And we're here sharing our perspectives on everything that deals with people of African descent as it relates to entertainment, cinema, film, culture, society. What else do we talk about? We talk about everything under the sun as it relates to our people. And I'm here with Moji. We have a special someone, special something. Special somebody. Yeah, Moji, you wanna you wanna say something about this person, or are we going yes. to let that person just sell their market? Sell uh, their no, market. Before she sells her market, because that's how I met them. Actually, they were selling their market. Um, <laughs> this is my very good sister friend. Um, I love her dearly. We've known each other. We met in New York, and we've known each other for over. I can quite easily say we've known each other for over fifteen years. Um, and Ineka is just, I mean, Ineka and her husband have this show that is just, to me, it's just one of the most phenomenal shows out of the continent. It's called Goge Africa, and it's a TV program which basically showcases the cultural heritage of Africa. That's, that's the short way of um, just really summarizing it. But I'm going to let um, Ineka do the honor of talking about it. So without much ado... Neck, are you there? Come Neka, on. Neka, let me clap for you. Let's clap for her. Dun, dun, da, 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 da. <laughs> I like oh, that. That's a good one. <laughs> okay, uh, this is me, Neka, out of the continent. Yes, yeah, so live from name. Lagos. Yes, yeah, so live from Lagos. This is Neka Isaac Moses. This is not Goge Africa, but yeah, this is the founder, producer, presenter Gogi Africa. Well, yes, Gogi Africa is a Pan-African half-hour culture and tourism TV program. I'm called by myself and me husband, Isaac. Um, Well, Gogi spotlights the rich heritage of Africa through travels. We travel a lot around the continent. And of course, sometimes the diaspora, we showcase festivals, ceremonies, traditional rites, fashion, food, music, dance. You know, you just name it. And the program, of course, is presented from different touristic locations in Africa because that's our way of showing our continent. You know, we love it. We're proud of it. And um, so we show off our continent by going to different countries, different communities to show what we have. And I might interest you to know that we've been doing this for 20 years. In fact, yeah. the way I put it is 20 years of travel and counting because we're still wow. And 20 years of promoting African culture, tourism, and, of course, Africa and diaspora. Um, approximately, I'd like to think that we've done over 3 million kilometers of travel. Wow. wow. We've been to over 30 
African countries. Nice. Jeez. Wow. Explore the diaspora in four continents. Believe me, we've done it. And of course, in doing all of that, we've been able to connect at least over 100,000 happy tourists into Africa. That is just phenomenal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've been igniting smiles across Africa and beyond. That is so. just amazing. You know, I, I actually used to see the show. I mean, I, I used to watch it, um, I mean, here and there. I mean, but I think that what really interested me was the fact that you were going to all of these places and it wasn't like, oh, you put people going to these places. Because I find that a lot of the travel programs would be um kind of foreigners travel programs that yeah. go um around africa africa actually yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you more like get other people yeah there are other africa europeans or americans doing no, no, it no, no, no. gogi africa has changed the narrative we are not changing we have changed it because that hashtag is like very popular, especially with my uh, mentor, Mo Abudu. She like, she's always talking about changing the narrative. We need to change yeah. the narrative when it but comes to film and everything. But Gogé Africa has already changed the narrative. Yes, because for 20 years, you see this couple relentlessly going from one part of the continent to the other. And we are telling our own stories. We are saying it ourselves the way it is. And it's easier for these people to let me into their home, into their culture, into the grooves where a white man will be scared to enter, where the shrines are, where the gods will not let a foreigner step in. Go give me step in the there. gods, long, long. Exactly. Yes, and that's what, what I really about? liked about the show when there I saw it is that you guys really, you guys really delved into culture. Mm-hmm. That is some like tradition. Yes. It wasn't just like, oh, all the bourgeois type places nah. that you can go to. Like it was really, really culture and tradition driven. The real thing. I've, mm-hmm. Like in Uganda, I've been into the cave with a cheetah, touched his back. I've carried wow. a python at the snake temple in Wida. I've gone into Bwindi Forest by myself, myself and my crew. Searching for the silverback gorilla, and I saw him. We've been to caves and mountains. We've been to the Mau Mau, the cave in Kenya. We've wow. Done, of course, while we do all these deep, deep things, we also do the out, out things. So, I mean, Osho Shogbo here in Nigeria, I mean, that river, I've dipped myself into it. And see, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. So, the thing is, our culture is so rich. That even in my lifetime, if I come to this life like four more times, I wouldn't even be able to finish it all. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I tell you. That's wow. great. And, wow. and obviously you have eaten the most exotic of exotic African food. So we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that. I'm very interested in food. So oh, I'm always like, food. what did you eat? Well, I hope I don't shock you because sometimes when I talk about food, or places we've been to, I like to talk about African cultures with shock values. Mm-hmm. So if you ask me what did I eat, I'll tell you, yeah, I drank cow blood in Kenya. Oh, yeah, I ate raw meat in Ethiopia and stuff like that. Oh, yes. But then talking about food, Africa has food. Ah, yes. Yeah, so we we do. have food, you know, and I've tasted it from, I don't know, from the fish, 
to the snail. And guess what? Do you know, like Nigerians enjoy snail very much. Mm-hmm. In Uganda, you'll be paid good money to get rid of them like pests. Oh, hmm. wow. Why? Yeah. Is it the same kind that we eat or the smaller the ones? The same. Those, in fact, in Uganda, they grow so big and so huge. The type that yeah. costs good money now here in Nigerian restaurants. You know, wow, we need to start importing it from Uganda into <laughs> yeah, Nigeria. That's sure. a business one should explore, really. No jokes. You you take a contract to do that in Uganda. They pay you to get rid of them. You what? know, the same so, thing. So, yeah. yeah. Why are there so many of them there, though? Is... Um, they have, uh, the climate is good for them. And they have, um, you know, this is grow in the, not jungle, so it's probably bush. You know, and mm-hmm. because nobody eats them, so they multiply and they are just there. Oh, they in don't Nigeria, eat. They don't eat snails. We, no, they don't. They oh. pay you to gather them and then burn them. Wow. Oh. So when you were there, did you cook it? Did you cook any of it and eat? And I did some to uh, take away. I took some of them away because I had a Ugandan person working with me for like, I think three years. Oh yeah. So, I think I met her. Yes. Uh, yes. And yes. they taste, and they tasted just like our snails. They're yes, exactly now. our snails. It's the same thing. Even in, um, is it Barbados? Yes. Barbados, they will pay you to get rid of them too. They don't eat it, but they have Amazing. It. Oh, okay. Let's, 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 okay. Let's segue into something because, Barbados, I remember you guys taking that trip because I think it was the same year I went to Barbados and I remember mm-hmm. you guys being on Barbados TV. We did Barbados twice. Yes. We'll okay, yes. Twice. I remember you guys being on TV in Barbados. So yes. how, is your, how is your program received in that part of the world? And do you show it like in that part of the world, in the in Caribbean, fact, for instance? Yes. Before Barbados, if First place Bogey Africa was showed in the Caribbean was uh, American Virgin Islands. Okay. And um, just like they, 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 they embrace our, our Nollywood our movies, mm-hmm. they embrace Bogey Africa. And Bogey Africa is also embraced even in the United States because I was so surprised. It was in 2007, the University of California, Santa Cruz, was inviting Bogey Africa for during their guest lecture series or something like that, we were there for like two weeks, mm. um, uh, speaking about African culture and showcasing some of our visuals to the students of African studies. But it was quite a disappointing journey. I tell you why. We just had other people. When I say other people, you have more of whites and Asians interested in learning our culture. I didn't. I didn't see one. African-American. Hmm. I mean, that could just be marketing yeah, and just where you say, were. They just exactly. probably weren't aware of it. Mm-hmm. Because there are, so? I mean, yes, a lot of yes. African-Americans that, that are interested. I, that more, I, I wanted to see more of them because I actually went out there to connect. You know, when you're yeah. so far away, disconnected from your continent, you, hmm. you should have that hunger to know where you're coming from, what it used but they, to be. But there is, in, in NECA, like Priscilla I, I, said, a, a lot mm-hmm. of these things, I'm, I, this is, these are things that we know living here. A lot okay. of these things is about marketing. And the people that probably put that, um, you know, put it together, the program mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. were probably not yeah. targeted. So what I would suggest is 
those kind of things here is mm-hmm. you have to let them know that, okay, please target. I would like this to be part of my target audience. So make an effort to promote to this group of people. That's what yeah. I would suggest. Okay, because, but let me, what it mm-hmm. is, is these students are the, they're those studying Afri- I mean, African studies already in the university. It was not like it's an open thing, come mm-hmm. register. You just come to our university and meet with our students. Oh, so wow. I, so, you so you're saying that there are more Oibo, well, I, I call yeah, Oibo the people there were, there Oibo. Were more, yeah, there were more, more Oibo people studying African-American yes. studies or African studies. Yes. And also the people that actually brought us, because they said they were introduced to us by, I think, Museum of New York. There's a museum in New York for African something i think i can't remember the, the name probably yeah well, they said they said they got our contact from that museum so two very nice white ladies they are professors they they now contacted us they wanted to do a project in nigeria they came we handled that project with them at the university of uh, Nsuka in enugu uh, we went with them we did what they wanted us to do with them so they went back and they were you know they i think they said they had to write a grant to bring us in for their uh, lecture series. So, but it was a good thing. But the thing is that we don't have enough of our people who are actually delving deep into African studies. First of all, even here in Nigeria, or let me say, let me just say in Nigeria, people shy away from culture because people, when, yeah, you, when you talk yeah. culture, they say you're a pagan or you, you, don't, you don't worship God. What has that got to do with that? Yeah. We all mm-hmm. worship God, but we are approaching God through the means that we understand. Mm-hmm. You can't say that Muslims are not talking to God. You mm-hmm. can't say that Christians are not talking to God. At the same time, the Ifa priest is talking to God. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. But people don't understand it that way. When you try to express your cultural background or heritage, some people will shut you down by saying that, oh, you're not a Christian. Oh, this Jew people. fetish. These people are word. fetish. It has nothing to do with that. Culture mm-hmm. is the totality of your way of life. Exactly. And art is an expression of culture, if you ask me. It's not just oh, it, it sure that's, is. That's and I, I know is. that um I know that that feeling because I have members in my my family, well, my my in-laws especially, well, some parts of my in-laws, they just feel like masks and some of these like African beads and all that basically carry fetish um, negative connotations. And I was just trying to explain to them like, Hey, this is, this is, um, you know, this is an expression of our culture. It's art. That's exactly. why it's up there. And they're like, hmm, you don't know what kind of evil spirit is living in this but, 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 goodness. But, yeah, so this is the damage. And this is what I try and explain to people here in the diaspora, that we, we talk about how African-Americans have been damaged through because of uh, slavery. You know, there's been this psychological damage. There's been this removal. But people don't realize that us in on the continent that, Yes, we still have our languages. We understand our languages. We have a connection to Africa. We have been equally damaged, you know. Yes, we've yes. been equally damaged because we to don't really, extent, yes. Yeah, we don't really hold value to things Towards that are indigenous us. to us. Yes. So that's where we've been damaged. But, but... Amoji, 
you agree with me that in in Nigeria, when when some people feel they've arrived in quotes, then <laughs> you speak English to your children. Yes, yes. In fact, it is it is a plus when your kids speak English with an accent. Oh, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. I, we organize educational tours for children to go from East uh, Africa to I mean from West Africa to East Africa or South Africa and vice versa. But then you now. Here, parents say, oh, wow, what are you going to be doing there in, in Uganda, in Kenya? Well, my kids my kids wow. spend their halls in the U.S. My kids spend uh-huh. their halls. In, but I don't know how much Americans would pay, even the British, the Europeans, how much they pay to come to Africa mm-hmm. with their family to enjoy what we have. People feel that it's beneath you when you speak your native language. Yeah, a native language becomes vernacular. In my own ah, in my own home, I can't be me. No, mm-hmm. I get. It. But this is why a show like yours. And I remember when I met you guys. So I just want to go back a little bit about how we met, mm-hmm. um, because I think that's also important. Because I, 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 I feel you guys were kind of ahead of your time. Because when I met you both, we met um, through this organization. I don't know if you remember, NECA. Women, Women of the Sun. You remember? Yep. Women of the Sun. This was about 15, 16, 17 years ago. And Women of the, of the Sun was a global organization yeah. of women of color um, in the media and TV and film industry. So you guys were actually reaching out globally, even back yes. then. Yes. Even back then, you were connecting... So I think that's why you definitely have a different take on culture. You have mm-hmm. a different understanding of, mm-hmm. um, you know, what's, you know, all these, you know, being an Ifa priest, what it means, yeah. you know, um, eating certain types of foods, mm-hmm. you know, why it's okay to do that. So what has traveling around Africa, in saying all of that, what has mm-hmm. traveling around Africa actually highlighted for you, like personally? Well, for me, I have there's this quote of mine, which is that life is a book. Those who don't travel are stuck on one page. Hey. And that's the truth. But that's the truth. Yes. When you travel, you begin to appreciate others and even yourself the more. Yes. The, the travels have shown me so many things that you could take for granted in your own culture. There are things that you can imagine, but when you travel, you see that, oh, this is actually happening already somewhere else. Do you know that there's a tribe uh, in Kenya where you have to run naked midnight as part of the marriage ritual? Mm, Okay. These things are deep, but this is who they are. Let me bring it back to where I come from. In Igbo land, an also titled man, forget this one that today everybody is a chief. To take an also title, if your hands are not clean and you take it, you will die the next day. Mm, okay. And if you are an also titled man, the land forbids you to lie. You cannot lie, except you are wow. willing to die. That's so a good when, thing. So, so when our people take out of office, it's so convenient for them to take it with the Bible or the mm. Quran. Ask but them nothing to will swear. To them. Nothing will happen to them. Let them tell them to swear by Amadio. Mm. 
Tell them to swear by the Ogun. Fear. Fitting. Let them. Really? Yeah. yeah they I'm will not. not. Yes. At that point, they become Christians. They say, no, I'm a Christian. I, I don't do that. Out of but wait for them. I like oh, that, Neka. Wait like for that. them. Midnight, they will go and look for Babalawo. Yes. Because they know what they get from him. Now tell them to swear by that. They will refuse. No, we, we, the, we, day, we. the day our politicians start swearing by the the, the whatever that's where Nigeria will get better. No, really, in their villages. Not even yep. as as a Yoruba person, swear by the the gods in your mm-hmm. what you believe in, what your forefathers believe in. Because Igbo people will say you put your leg on the sand where your forefathers were buried, mm. where you too will be buried. You're mm. standing on that soil. And you're lying or doing something that is against the soil. Because, mm. Mm, oh God, the soil will swallow you up. <laughs> so you see, when you begin to, I'm a Christian, oh, don't get me wrong. I'm a Christian, but I understand the powers that yes. also reside yes. in cultural values. Yes. You see, it is what you know that you know. What you don't know won't even harm you. So those people are very aware of the density, the intensity, the deepness of Africa. Africa is deep. Believe me, Africa we know, is deep. We know, we know. I was watching, just to, to kind of bring things a little over into pop culture right now. Okay. You know, we're talking about tradition. I was watching like an episode of um, Love and Hip Hop. I love to watch you know, trashy reality sometimes, if you That's want to call it trashy. I don't care. <laughs> but I love Love and Hip Hop and a lot of, you know, the shows that showcase some of our, you know, African-American pop culture, if you want to call it that. And they were talking, this was Love and Hip Hop Miami, and they were talking about, this lady said she had gone to see someone and almost like, well, over here they would say psychic, but this one was more than psychic because Mm -hmm. they were talking about how some lady had put roots on this other person. I said, ah, this is jazz, or this is juju that they're talking about. You know, like the Cubans and all that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... It still, it still kind of runs even still. The tradition is still spread out like there, you know, like in Cuba, yeah, in Brazil. In Cuba is in Brazil. The, in mm. fact, the, the Cubans and Brazilians, they believe more in our culture than we do. When mm. you come for a show, Shobo, you see a lot yes, of them yes. come mm-hmm. over for that. Mm-hmm. You know? And the thing is that you don't, don't see, one thing I've also learned in my travels is don't mess with what you don't understand. So I don't, mm. I don't go messing with these things. I know they are there. And okay. the thing is that the ancestors of Africa know that they, my own God that I worship, have chosen Isaac and myself just to do what? Showcase these things. We're not adding salt and we're not removing pepper. We're showing it <laughs> just as we see as it. it. Is. Yes. Because I like that. Don't add salt. We... Don't remove pepper. Because when we come to your place, before we even come, we come on invitation. You have to know what we do. And you show us what you have. And most times we let you tell us. That's why there are interviews. Then we talk about our experiences and, you know, and all of that. So and you don't go because you've been to a particular, maybe you've been to South Africa, 
you were exposed to Sangoma, and tomorrow Neka is going to ask Sangoma to do this or that. The moment, <laughs> hey, what I've learned is that the moment you begin to double into what you don't know, then that moment you, you cease to be a free agent. Because I, we are so free when we come, or oh, we've come in peace. And when we go, we go in peace. We go in peace, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I will not castigate you that, oh, your culture is this and that. When the Kenyans brought the cow blood for us to drink, I'm not going to run them down on it. That's who they are. Because there's this spice that Igbo people used to cook. Yoruba people, they have their own. Igala, they have their own. I think you could call it Iru. Igbo uh-huh. people will call it Ogili. Okay. That ogili can smell. Yes. Yeah. It's if fermented. You, if, exactly. If you don't if you don't know it, you enter my house when I'm cooking bitter leaf soup. That smell will put you off. You won't want to drink water in my house. But that is a soup that my husband cherished so much. My father loved it. His father loves it. And that is who we are. So if you come talking down to me because it smells that bad, try visiting a Frenchman. Let him give you goat cheese. And you know what that smells Exactly. Oh, exactly. my gosh. Exactly. Yeah. I, mean, I like goat cheese, though. But, I mean, they have some even worse smelling cheese. Ugh. Exactly. So, the thing is that people are who they are. And I think the world is beautiful because of the mosaic of cultures. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Languages. Of life. You know? Yeah. yeah, the variety there. But I don't want anybody running my own or anybody's culture down. Because that's, that's where you begin to ignite trouble. Yeah. And you piss yeah. people off when you do that. Yeah, you mentioned the pythons in Widan. And yeah. that's like my second, that's like my runaway place. When, I, when I'm in Lagos and I'm tired of the city, I just basically find Go a to way Midan. to Bene. Go yeah. to Widan. I go to Casa de Papa, really. Yeah, and, that's um, a good getaway Sports, yes. Yeah, you know, just real quick, not far from Lagos. It's even closer to Lagos than my village in Uguta. Oh, yes. Oh, so, yes. <laughs> so I just, well, outside of, it's, it's outside of Nigeria, but just in mm-hmm. neighboring country in Benin. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like the first time I went there was for the Voodoo Festival. Yeah. Oh, I wow. I went there with, with some, some photographers. You know, mm-hmm. I, was, I was actually um, filming some photographers that were actually taking photos at the voodoo festival mm. and i learned a lot about you know the religion voodoo a lot of people think voodoo is all about juju and no, dolls like what love. basically hollywood has made us believe by the colonizers no, we call it colonizers it's actually voodoo yeah voodoo yes v-o-d-u-n yes yeah and the cab driver that was, he, he told me that that's what he, he's not a Christian, he's not a Muslim, he practices Vodun, his family, yes. you know, like literally this is their religion in this place, in these parts that's of. their religion, and they respect it. They have a national holiday for that. That's the 10th of January every year. Mm-hmm. Is the Vodun, uh, the day they set aside for Vodun practice. But I tell you, the celebration, you know, before that, they achieved that. The Vodou priests had spoken to their parliament and requested for that to happen. They didn't want to. They didn't want it to happen. So one of their leaders, they approached him and he agreed he will announce it. So on that day, 
he was making his speech. He was not going to announce it. So they said, unless you speak forth that first before you can talk, he came, he opened his mouth. Words cannot come out. Wow. Words couldn't come out. Then after he now promised them that he was going, it's okay. Then they released him and he pronounced 10th of January as Vodou Day celebration before they, you know, they let him be himself. I've been to places where I've seen this Vodou practice. You see, everything that is good, let's, let's even take it to the Bible. You know, they say the seven books of Moses. Do you know there are portions of the Bible that is quite dangerous? Mm-hmm. Yes, now that they There are courses on the Bible. You want to yes. curse somebody. You want to curse yes. somebody. You want this, this. So I'm going to, I'm going to pray midnight prayer. My enemies die, 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 die. All those sort of prayers. Isn't that witchcraft in itself? Mm-hmm. Why yes. would you? Yeah. So it's the same thing when you choose to use your own religion for those that are into voodoo or voodoo or whatever to do harm. Everything that is good has its has own a bad side. I, I, I'm, I'm so happy you said that, Ineka, because I think this is where we ourselves misunderstand ourselves because a good example of that is in the Yoruba religion. Eshu is one of the most powerful messengers in the Yoruba Ifa religion. But when the colonizers came, they demonized Eshu, right? So now Eshu literally means the devil. So (laughs) when people, so for example, where I'm from in Shagamu, there are lots of Eshu shrines all over the place. And I remember seeing these things as a child because they're these big ant, um, um, what do they call them? When the ants build and ant hills ant hills and that's where you know a lot of people you know um pay homage to issue you know but issue was demonized and that it was demonized issue really all issue is really because i studied um yoruba ideology and religion issue is your your will your free will and it's very it's equivalent to what you know what christians believe that you are given the will to either go left or go right. Or go right. And that's what issue is. But now, to us Nigerians, issue is now the devil. And I even remember mm-hmm. Wale Shoyinka. Wale Shoyinka was behind this campaign. And there was a hashtag for it called issue is not the devil. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's really, that's why I love going back to Goge Africa now. That is why I loved, from the minute I met you both, I just thought to myself, this is phenomenal. You know, people showcasing the beauty of what we have, you know, and any, like you said, and anything that has a good side has a negative side, but oh, it's yeah. unfortunate that everything to do with us, our culture has been tagged negative. Well, you know? it was tagged negative by other people. Yes, this exactly. Other people brainwashed the best of us. And we also begin to see ourselves as negative. And that yes. is so damaging when you don't see anything good about yourself. Exactly. That is so damaging. And that's what is happening to our younger ones, you know. And um, I, I have some families where it is, you know, your, your, our language is not what they are speaking. Um, it, our culture, oh, no, it's fetish. Even sometimes to dress, some people will be like, no, I don't have any African wear. I'm like, if you don't have African wear, is it Chinese wear you have? 
<laughs> All right. uh, and then even calling it a costume as if Co- it's a costume <laughs> you, you dress up like in your that. traditional way you come out okay it's I like costume. your costume I said listen I'm not on Hollywood set this is my costume <laughs> this is my everyday wear this is who I am but then I'm happy that at least some of our you know way of dressing is beginning to come up it's come back on yeah. the international scene and then even our hair do you know they damaged us so much so that we believe that our hair has to be straight. And yes. then you put chemicals on your hair and try to straighten it to look like them. And then am I even going to start talking about bleaching your skin? Ah, we mm. talked about... Uh, what? There's so oh, many things we see, can talk there's about. there's so much to talk about. And sometimes it's sickening, especially coming from those that should know, those that call themselves civilized. When they say, okay, one other thing that is killing Africa is what sort of education are they giving us? Western education. Yeah. How can you? There was one uh, TEDx talk that I listened to. They came, the, the lady was talking about how um, some people, of course, they always claim they know everything. Europeans claim they know everything. They don't know everything. They know some things, and we there are things we know that they don't know. You come to me in my hometown to tell me how to farm, maybe a, a particular kind of maybe irrigation that my mm. forefathers have done the way they did it, and it worked. And then you're coming to tell me the way you did it in your place. And we're telling you that all we need is enhancement for this method. That this is the method that works for us. And you think that when you give me enough fertilizers, you see, most of the things you guys eat in America there is, um, in fact, is the fertilizer is too much in it. That's yeah, why the children there are, you see a 12-year-old looking like a 28-year-old. In Nigeria, everything we eat here is organic. It's organic. Not anymore. Not anymore. They have imbibed a lot of that in organic farming. Thank you for saying that. That's what I'm saying. They come, they teach you. When people are are failing in their own ways, they are trying to get you on that path. And then our people are imbibing it and hook, line, and sinker. Oh, this is wrong. Do you know that? Even let me tell you what happened to Gogi Africa. When Africa doing what we're doing, it was difficult for us to get some interviews of our own people, our big stars. Do you know that when I, we went to France, it was a partnership between um, us and the embassy, I think it was the session. We went there for World Music Day, and it was them that arranged African artists. That was where we met Femi Kuti for the first time. It's like, Can you imagine? I people Nigerians. That was where his first interview with Gogi Africa was in France, organized mm, by the French wow. people. And we, we both live in Lagos. Ask him. Thereafter, we now connected. So and he said something to us, too, which is very profound. He said that our people do not recognize what they have. That we usually wait for the Europeans to come and yes, pick now. us up and yes. say, oh, this is good. Then everybody will now say, oh, that's good. Oh, yes, good. it's good. <laughs> So, so, I mean, how, can, how else will you hypnotize a, a, a whole continent? We're hypnotized. Okay, look at our leaders. Who would... Okay, bad enough that you're stealing from the coffers. You now take it and take it out of here to somewhere else. Why? Why don't you yeah. use it and set up and do... I mean, industries. There's so much that can be done with our money here and we wouldn't even mm-hmm. mind. But then you take it out there. Sometimes snake will swallow the money. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, 
Okay, let's so for with... our diaspora people out there, just Google <laughs> snake swallowing money in Nigeria, and you'll understand oh where that God. statement came from. Because oh it is happening. Snakes are swallowing our <laughs> money. Swallowing the money. Oh my God. Sometimes the monies develop legs and disappear. Now ask me, what will such amount of cash be doing in a flat or in the house? Why is it not in the bank? Because it's stolen. It's stolen. Okay, let's talk um, a, a bit more now about. Um, I just want to pick it back off. <laughs> what? Africa. Uh, no, 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 no. It's still um, connected to Google Africa. But um, okay. so Priscilla was talking about pop culture. So I want to bring in Nollywood. Okay. You know, since we're you know she talked about pop culture. So what um, do you think that the popularity of Nollywood? Um, the Nigerian film industry and how, you know, it, it, it's become this, you know, huge industry that, you know, it's, it's, been, it's almost becoming like a global uh, phenomenon now. How, how do you think the popularity of Nollywood has impacted tourism in Nigeria in particular? Or do you think it has or it hasn't? Yeah, well, uh, popularity of Nollywood has done so much for Nigeria. Um, for tourism? More- in particular, yes, yes. Okay. in particular for tourism, yes, okay. because there are places we would go to because we, we are like the ambassadors are always moving about. You go to a place, you're like, ah, okay, people are asking you, what about this person? Oh, do you know Mama G? Oh, do you know this person, Omotala? Or oh, you know Aki and Popo and stuff like that? Oh, I love them. And besides and beyond that, in South Africa, somebody would tell me, Tufiakwa. I'd be like, where did you get that? It's yeah. another from the Nollywood movies. I can speak Igbo, you know? So I'm saying I can speak this language. And that. But that's how we are selling our culture to the rest of the continent and indeed the rest of the world. It's through Nollywood movies that you get to see beautiful houses. They say, like, those houses, are they really in Nigeria? Wow, Nigerian women are, you know, are so flamboyant. The Nollywood has been able to sell Nigeria. So much so that you find people who are like, you see, I really need to come to Nigeria. I've, I have some black American friends that have done that trip. I have some people from the Caribbean that have done that trip. Okay. I have people from, yes, I have people from East Africa who are like, look, I'm coming to Nigeria. Please, when I come, can you take me to Nollywood? They feel that there's a place. <laughs> just Where like all this is Hollywood. happening. Yes, so can we go to Nollywood? I just I said, what do you want to do where you get to Nollywood? I, said, I want to go to Nollywood and see all my favorites, you know? Yeah. So it is something that Nigeria should cash in on, our government, partner with Nollywood properly, and set up something where people can actually come. I mean, when you go to LA, there are mannequins and, you know, so many things that have been brought out. Of yeah, I think that was, that I think that was Donald Duke's thing. idea for Tinapa, actually. But then, you know what it is, once one government goes, the next one mm-hmm. don't really carry through the plans that the other one have started with. Okay? Yeah. So, so, yeah, Nollywood is a good one for us, for our language, for our costume, for our culture generally, uh, for, for so many things about us. In as much as it has done so, many, so much good, I think it has even more good to do going forward because some of the times when they bring up the Juju movies and all that, you see some people also being scared that, oh, there's too much juju in Nigeria. But Nigeria is not the capital of juju in Africa. <laughs> capital of juju in Africa from my travels, I think I'll tell you Tanzania. Oh, really? 
Mm. I didn't know what. So give us some stories quickly. No, I'm not giving you more stories. No, okay. Give us no, story no, now. no, no. Actually, I, I wanted to before we actually okay, leave the the Nollywood okay. part of things and delve back into the stories. In fact, we're actually going to just hopefully Neka will come back on and talk to us specifically about like tradition. But I wanted to actually talk about Nollywood because okay. Nollywood not only has does it influence other now now we're talking about influence other Africans make them want to come in to see this Nollywood mm-hmm. influence tourism but I, I think it also helps other African countries in terms of teach them teaching them English because I noticed that a lot of these ladies in the hair braiding salons that are from French speaking countries say they they learn how to speak English from oh, Nollywood films. Yes. I would never think oh, Yeah, they're like that's that, where they actually. actually learn how to speak English. Oh. And, and and one of the things that I wanted to um you know point out even as it deals with culture is is the fact that Nollywood is somewhat preserving our culture because they make those epic type films at least they attempt to uh, make those epic type films there are a lot of them on YouTube that are taking us supposedly back to the time um before you know the Oibo man came into our villages and how things were but then what I'm really finding is that there's a huge disconnect in terms of hair makeup like I start seeing influences from India in our culture and I'm like okay are they being just imaginative or is this really supposed to be a true representation of you know what it really was like back back then then. I don't know if you have anything to say about this Seneca how our traditions are actually being misconstrued in Nollywood films Okay, well, what I have to say about that, first of all, is that remember, Nigerians are very creative people. And one thing that happens to creative minds... Okay, sorry, you have to come closer to your mic, your computer, and and speak up and just start that again. Okay, I said one thing that we would all appreciate is that Nigerians are very creative people. And when you're bubbling with so much creativity, you, you tend to also soak in other cultures without meaning to. Now, remember, these people are putting these movies together. They want it to be sellable. They want it to be as artistic as possible. And most of the times, they do not have pictures of what they are trying to recreate. So they rely on stories. They rely on um, a few research that are not even properly documented. And then they now also rely heavily on their own creativity to bring it to life. Uh-huh. So, and yes, and some of the, okay, like when they draw patterns on their body, most uh-huh. of the time they, they use like uh, eye pencil to uh-huh. achieve that. But then there's the traditional lele, the traditional uh, uli, the traditional, uh-huh. uh, I don't yeah. know what Yorubas call it, that is used to do these things, but they can't begin to even find them now. So I, I still give kudos to them, but for an industry that sprang up on its own, we, st- we, ha- we are still on our, you know, in our teaching stage. There will be a time when most of these things will be perfected. So yeah, uh, for, yeah. they've got, I mean, so much has been done. It's not even government money. This people's money from their yeah. own pocket. So you are running on two legs. One is you want to do it 
in such a way that when you've done it, you'll be able to sell and recover your money and get back into business. Remember, they don't have funds allocated to them. They don't even have syndicators that you know contribute money, like you have your Universal Studios. And these mm-hmm. are small-time business people. So yeah. whatever they are doing now, people will say, oh, they produce too many movies in, in a year. That's one producer can do like three, four in a month. But see, that is his daily bread. It's easy to castigate. It's easy to say this and that. Then go do your own. When some countries come and say, <laughs> Nigeria, Nollywood is this, I say, go and try <laughs> doing it yourself. Go do your mm-hmm. own, yeah. You know? In fact, go and do it. In fact, go and do it in our country under our conditions. But there's no anyway. light. Exactly. You see running, <laughs> running diesel. Oh my god! You know, I mean, sometimes somebody was asking me, "How has Goge Africa managed to survive? This is our twentieth year. How did you do it? And every week you're supposed to put out something for people to watch. Do you have government backing? No. Is there a bank bankrolling this? No. Ask have commission. Ask commission. No. Are you getting money from any kind of funding? Art funding, no. This is just two people who are just determined to do what they feel they need to do. I had a and question, I, I please. I, what's the I, side I also? In yeah. area fear, are you selling pepper? Ah, my How dear. are you making things <laughs> happen? My, my dear, it's only pepper. I sell salt joint. The good thing is that <laughs> Isaac is blessed with a very beautiful voice. I wish he, he could talk. He's upstairs. He's watching football. Too bad. Mm, ah, no, don't so, disturb uh, the football. football don't like, disturb like the Nigerian football. Man, that one, you can't so, even get him out. Uh, so the guy has a very cool voice. He's like the Royal Rumble, you know. So his voice fetches us good money because he's a voiceover artist. He started out as an actor. And um, so besides voice, he does MCs. We also do our side Is he the big brother? Is he the big brother? Um, no, his voice is Niger than, voice. No, no, no. The big brother Niger voice is a big brother Niger voice, but his own voice <laughs> cannot be contained by one brand. So he mm. does voices for big brands like um, UBA, mm. um, Nigerian Bottling Company. Mm-hmm. He's done for Pepsi during the World Cup. Mm-hmm. He's done for BOI. Bank of Industry and so on and so forth. And he's also a model. He, mm-hmm. you, you'd have seen him, the UBA, popular UBA commercial and all that and so on and so forth. So that's him. And um, we, we are, besides producing Google Africa, we also package documentaries for corporate brands as well. We, mm-hmm. we also put together radio commercials and TV commercials. We do so many things around our business. And okay. guess what? Because we travel a lot, people trust us to package their travel for them. So we started it with corporate um, conferences and um, retreats for corporate brands. And our first client was HP Hewlett Packard. And, and you know, it's, it's so funny when you're doing what you're doing. God blesses you in other ways. So when we get big yeah. brands like that, who were able to get some form of retainership. For, I mean, we've done for you Unilever as well. I'm sure Unilever is is not just a Nigerian brand. It's also um, a universal yeah, brand. Exactly. Yeah, it's a universal brand. Yes. So people like that and people that are not as big as they are keep us in business doing other things for them. You know, so and we also do educational tours. Now we're very big on tours. 
You know, just like the 20th anniversary boat cruise. You know, is a luxury cruise coming up. Ah, I can't you know, wait. I try to one. connect the diaspora. In fact, so in <laughs> fact, this is where we're going to to start. Kind of, you know, let's just we're getting kind of to the close of the show right now. I do okay. want to talk about that cruise. I, I I went on my first cruise last year for my birthday and I'm obsessed. I'm always planning the next cruise and it just I'm so happens you. that my next cruise was your exact same cruise on Ooh. the Allure. Can you the imagine? The sea. I'm telling you. Oh. So this is serendipity. Oh, I'm telling you. Uh, what and a good um, we've already booked, my husband and I, we've already booked for Beautiful. it. Beautiful. Uh, so, so we're going to enjoy it. And it's going to be more fun because typically on those cruises, you always see like a whole bunch of like old people. And I don't mind because I, I go there for other reasons, mm-hmm. you know, just to soak in as much as I can. I love being on the ocean. I love um like, you know, I just love beaches. I love being around all of that sun and just the beautiful, beautiful, is it topography? You know, well, the environment, all of all that. All of it all. And it's yeah. the ship. Yes, even the, the ship, even the ship itself on, on is just a work mm-hmm. of just super magnificent yeah. structure on the yeah. water, you yeah. know. I'm just yeah. like, wow. Some people just think it's cheesy, but I really think it's a very relaxing. And, I, and that feeling of, of being on the water really relaxes me. Like, I just feel so relaxed. You know, Nigerians love to travel to places they are exposed to. I know America has been a big deal for Nigerians. Europe has been a big deal. Now the craze for Dubai... But I tell you, very discerning travelers, people who know how to enjoy life, have decided to come on board that ship because they trust Isaac and Neka. They know that we are the enjoyment minister. Ah, you know? I can attest to that one, though. <laughs> In fact, uh, let me let the cat out of the bag. You see this match? I'm coming for a cruise. Just me and my Oga. We're going to have our cruise. The same ah, Royal so Caribbean. Let me join now. You throw <laughs> in a ticket for me, your sister. Your, long, your sister here in America suffering. See, eh? if I agree now that I'm throwing in a ticket for you, every other person listening wants a ticket too. So uh, let's no, talk about no, it. Uh, what's, what's my let's own? talk about ah. it later, okay, baby okay. girl. So you see. <laughs> <laughs> you see. So yeah. So Goge really. Africa has is basically organizing a cruise on the Royal Caribbean yeah. that's coming up 2019 in October mm-hmm. uh, for their 20th anniversary. So we're going to experience kind of like some of the things that you will we experience what Goge Africa experiences on the show. Well, you're going to have an experience that is Royal Caribbean experience plus Goge Africa experience. That is two big brands coming together. And these are enjoyment ministers in their own right. <laughs> now, before the cruise, we're going to have, um, there's a welcome party in Fort Lauderdale. We're mm-hmm. putting them in a hotel for one night. Mm-hmm. And that evening is going to be an awesome evening with us, you know, spending time with us and people who have the opportunity to meet with us and ask us whatever they want to ask us. Because you see, the thing with Gogi Africa is Gogi Africa has, so much stories around it. People want to know, oh, Neka, how did you stay for 13 years without a child? How did you and Isaac pull through? You know, people say, what is it like working with your husband? Your you husband, see him every yeah. single 
day. You do everything together. You have joint accounts. You do, 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 do. It's too much now. People will say, okay, what is it like starting a business in Nigeria and being able to sustain it for 20 years? Are you kidding me? So, and there's so much more. What is it like traveling around Africa? What have you seen? So, we have so much to share with people. So, that evening will be an evening of sharing and uh, enjoying. And then even showing some footage. Never seen footage on Gogi Africa oh, before. Oh, nice. And nice. So, it's... Uh, I, let me not just let the cat out of the bag, please. It's but I think exciting. it's a cruise that people will really love to be on. Uh, the interest so far has been enormous. People want to come with us. They want to share. And they want us to share with them as well. So, yeah. It's going to be a great one. And I'm looking forward to having you on board as well. Okay. So... Wait, hold on. I, one, one last question from my end. Um so we've talked a lot about Goge Africa and, you know, even me that I live in Atlanta, I um, don't have access to watching Goge Africa. So where can people in the diaspora actually watch? Is there any streaming service where it's available? Or are you thinking of a streaming service where, you know, where you can put your show yeah. on? Um, um, okay, okay. Let, let me start by saying the easiest thing to do from wherever you are, we have a YouTube channel. Um, there are episodes online you can watch to start with. Then there's some channels in Europe that show Gogi Africa. But because it's connected through this cable and that cable, if you have this cable, if you have Sky this or Sky that, and I'm not very uh, competent about that. When, when I'm dealing with a TV channel, I know, okay, we're on this channel. You know, coming from the analog background, if you know what I mean. But mm -hmm. yeah, YouTube, yeah. yes. And then there are a few other channels that are signing up with us now. Um, some of them say they show in the U.S. There was one in Dallas. Uh, is it Dallas or is it Houston? I don't, I'm not sure. So um, they said the hurricane came and things went bad. Okay, so yeah, what it is is we have a website and then we're on YouTube. Those who want to see Gogi Africa in their area <coughs> can always get the TV channels there to partner with us or you just go online and watch for now. And it's easy to reach us. Hey, the internet um, is a great one for our generation. So yeah. So, okay, what, so that's uh, gogeafrica.com. .tv. Okay, TV. TV. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, okay, mm -hmm. great. And then there's also um, your YouTube mm -hmm. channel. And in Nigeria, what channels oh, are you on? In Nigeria, we are like almost everywhere. But uh, if Lagos, when people talk about Nigeria, they think of Lagos first. In Lagos, we're on TVC. Um, we're on 15 channels in Nigeria, actually. I don't have them offhand. But Almost every part of Nigeria you see Gogi Africa. That one is so easy. We're also on GoTV, Star Times, all those, the cable network we have in Nigeria. It's easy. We're also in Ghana. We're in, in West Africa as well. Was it Gambia? It's easy to get us in Africa, but we're not everywhere in Africa because of language barrier. Now we have a channel that has taken it up and they are translating Gogi Africa into Hausa. And oh, they nice. show in Chad, in, in northern Nigeria, 
in is it Cameroon? You know, some parts of uh, West Africa warehouse I spoken. So I think what's the name of the Arawa Twenty Four? Oh. Arawa, yeah. So they they've taken it up and they're translating the program into Hausa language. And I see more of that happening because we've been approached by um, is it Senegal or so that they want us to do the French version. So we can oh, nice. also distribute uh, in French-speaking African countries as well. Okay, so one last question for me. So, um, you know, now, you know, Netflix has become like one of the biggest platforms globally. I mean, what are your thoughts about Google Africa, you know, possibly being on a, on a, on a platform like Netflix? Netflix. You see, that's, that's a very great platform, and yes, we'd love that. But I tell you the problem with uh, Nigerian entrepreneurs, especially those of us that are into production, it is not just so fair for us to produce source for fund. We're executive producers. We're actually doing the production production. We need syndicators. We need marketers, people who should take this, uh, this off us and then connect it to the rest of the world. It's not, it's not right for you to produce your stuff, which is what is happening in Nigeria. You produce, you go, you discuss with the TV station, you go, you talk to the uh, brands that advertise on your show for you to make money. So it's, it's too much work. We're interested in Netflix. We're interested in platforms that can help us tell the story, help us put Africa in a good light out there. But the thing is, we cannot produce market syndicate by ourselves. What we're saying is we should have syndicators. We don't have such in Nigeria. And it's difficult to do everything by yourself. You understand what I'm saying? Um, other parts of the world, when you're busy uh, producing, there are people that do the marketing. So somehow, somehow it's taking its toll on us. And we decided, you know what? We'll just stick to producing. So what we do is when people approach us, like all of these people that we've done business with, <clears throat> somehow they see the program, they, they look for us, they come to us. <clears throat> they look for us, they come to us, and we, we, we do business with them. But for us to produce and then go about looking for who, who wants this content, no, that's too much. So thank God for your program. I believe some people will hear this and know that it would be a good idea to get in touch with Google Africa and help us distribute the content. That would be a good one. Um, but besides, yeah, but besides that, yes, we're doing good in Nigeria, West Africa, East Africa. I mean, we've been on Ethiopian TV, South Africa, we've been on DSTV, and so on and so forth. But I think the story we are pushing out there is something that the whole world need to know about. We're telling the beautiful African story by mm. ourselves. We are the Africans and we're telling our stories by ourselves. Yes. Undiluted. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just the beautiful part of things, you know. Um, I think that you definitely, definitely, and for you guys to have been on for 20 years, I think that's just a major, you know, success story in itself. 
and, you know, going to over 30-something countries in Africa, I always tell my husband, when we want to do vacations, aside from my addiction to cruises now, I always say, listen, if we're going to fly anywhere, we need to fly to another African country because I need to see yeah. at least most of Africa. Africa. And, you know, I've never been to Asia. Of course, I want to see Asia, but, I mean, I'm really interested in, in going to other African countries. Moji, do you have any other questions? Because I want to get to the pick of the day. Um, I think I'm done. Let's see. Okay. All right. <laughs> yes, so, I'm done. I'm done. Me done. All right. So because uh, we're talking to uh, a Goge Africa founder, I think that it's only fair that the pick of the day will have to deal with a destination. Yeah, Moji, I didn't give you a chance to think about this. So the thing that comes to your mind is what we need the answer to. So now, Neka, you've been to so many different countries, places. Where is which which where is the one place that you haven't been to that you would love to go to? If I told you, would you take me there? <laughs> yes, I will take you there. I will take you there. Well, take me to Madagascar. Madagascar. I can't even believe you haven't been there. Well, now you know. Amazing. So where are we going? Don't worry, we'll talk about it offline. Let me tell you where I want to go. Let me tell you where I want to go. Let me tell you where I want to go. All right, Moji, your pick. Zanzibar. Zanzibar. And there's a film festival there. We should actually plan a trip to go to that film festival. It's like a huge film festival. Mm. Well, that would be nice if we can actually do a live, not just Nollywood podcast, like a live one at the Zanzibar Film Festival. Ah, yes. Let's yes, claim we'll it. speak that into existence. existence. Yes, what we month? claim it. What month? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's towards the end of the year. Um, I think... So there's time for plan. Yes, there's time, time for planning plan. that. Mm. Um, that would be awesome. Uh, my pick is Cape Verde yes, because I want to cheat. I want to go to Senegal, Gambia, and then get on a ferry and go to Cape Verde. So I'll, like, like, you know, is in the style of cruising, you know, mm. you go to so many places. <laughs> you see, you're such a bad girl. You already had this thought out before you asked. Uh, yeah, you no, no, but it's actually what is somewhere that I really wanted to go to. I mean, there are other places, but that place I, I really want to go to Cape Verde. I mean, definitely. Yeah, there are other places. I could have said Mauritius. I could have said, you know, Mozambique. But, you know, I a went to that, that particular place that I really one. wanted to go to, but I did that last year, was Marrakesh in Morocco. Marrakesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the market. But anyway, the Zanzibar. Wow, all these M places. Everywhere is an M, <laughs> except yeah. your Zanzibar. <laughs> yeah, the Zanzibar Film Festival this year is the 6th to the 14th of July. So I doubt I'll be able to make it this year. Oh my God, that would have been nice yeah, though. Well, I really okay, appreciate you coming place. on. Okay, Go ahead, there's Neka. There's one place you should tell people to come to. Okay. That's Nigeria. Yes, you know, I would just... Uh, no, but let's, not, let's not go there. Stop that. I don't know let's why, not go there. Actually. People are scared Nigeria. of Israel, but people go to Israel. Exactly. I know, I know. What are we talking I, about? I know, All that's why I said I don't know why. they're scared of Nigeria. They still come here for oil business. They come oh, here for so them, many business. To chop money. This place is flooded with Chinese and Americans and uh, Europeans. Yeah, and so for money. Them, yes, they come. Business tourism is here. They come. 
Please, that's why I, I, I don't know why, See, but that's like, obviously but, but in Moji, how the media has put, Moji, portrayed. Moji, do you Nigeria. know that in Nigeria, if you're caught with a gun, you have no business having a gun. You're either an armed person, I mean, armed force person, maybe like police or the army mm. or something. But if you're caught with a gun and you're not that, then you're an armed robber. Nigeria is one place where people don't have to carry guns. I know, I know. So Nigeria is one of the safest places I know. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, believe it. But the, I have the option the to live is, anywhere in the world. But I choose to be here. Nigeria is not as bad as we make it. We, we know that, Ineka. I'm just saying, this is the way it's... If you Google Nigeria, it's listed as one of the top 10 most dangerous places to go. I think it's only because of, I think it's mainly not because of crime, but it's a a dangerous place to go to because, no, not not because of Boko Haram, because Boko Haram is in in a part of it. It's actually because of healthcare and infrastructure, because the lack of healthcare, like if you get sick and all that, those are the things that they Mm. mention a lot. So let me say the Gambia is safe, right? Yeah. Hello, okay. Yes. So healthcare is there tops. Their infrastructure is tops. Mm-hmm. See, when people go on tours or on holiday or, you know, this vacation, when you decide that you're coming to, say, um, Uganda, you know what you're going in for. You know that it's not the street of New York. You prepare for it. Yeah. So for tourism, I don't think tourism that Nigeria has to wait to be like New York before people start coming here. Mm-hmm. Come, when you're coming to the village, not my village, but some villages, you come with your bush lamp. They still do camping now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people yeah. go for camping yeah. in places. Why are you expecting a light everywhere? Light doesn't have to be everywhere. There are places you go and you experience the bush light. You shalanga oh, yeah. or whatever it is that is available there. That's what you want to see. You go and see that. Then you go back to your luxury. Nigeria is not going to be all... Uh, street paved of gold before people will start coming here. So let us stop saying that about Nigeria is this Nigeria. Is I agree. Nigeria is not I, that think that, I think it's really like people that are open to adventures that would come to like Nigeria or, or even well, other if you countries come to Abuja, similar. If you come to Abuja or Lagos, there are places in Lagos, like my house where I live, they don't take lights. Mm-hmm. Because, yes. In my, there, house, too, in my house too, uh, they don't take lights. Uh-huh, there's 24 supply, 24 hours supply of light, partly NEPA, partly uh, privately funded, but then mm-hmm. we pay for it. So there are areas that is better than New York or Hollywood in Nigeria. Yeah, and there are places, that, but... and the areas that are really, really poor, poverty stricken. Yes. So in every place, even in America, the places I've been to is like, is now. this America? Hello? So, yeah, I think they have to be. Most people really are scared, but if they have like a guided tour or like a Goge Africa, exactly, basically handing yeah. their mm-hmm. their stay, I think it works very well for some people because mm-hmm. I know someone even mentioned it to me. Like, okay, will you host me when I go or when I come to Nigeria? I said, well, of course, and I I do that a lot for a lot of people that come in to you know I I take them to all the fun places, culture, art all the things that tourists want to do. And, you know, it's, it's like a fun thing. But then I think that going somewhere that you are just completely, you know, you have all of this negative information online. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, difficult. it's just not somewhere you just say, let me just book and go. 
without actually having someone versus going somewhere that you've not seen all of that negativity. In fact, everything is like, calm, calm. Because even think about it, a lot of these places in the Caribbean that got hit by the hurricane, there are a lot of businesses that had to shut down. There are a lot of boarded up places, but tourism is how they feed. So they're still saying, come, come, even though they have natural disasters, even though a lot of their businesses are shut down. And when you get there, you're like, "Ah, no toilet here. What's going on? You know? The thing is that Nigeria, we've not taken time to package our own. Exactly. And our government is not packaging at all. And they're not advertising, you know, the positive side of Nigeria. Because Nigeria is one place you come. Once someone comes in and says, oh, this is my friend from wherever. Oh, he's a visitor. People will feed you. People yes. will pay for your drinks. Exactly. When you express interest, you know, I like this, they will give you. Nigerians are very welcoming people. We are givers. Is is Nigeria that form that? <laughs> There's a yes. word like that. I'm telling you, Nigeria has brought that word to life. We are givers people. Uh, we we're give. <laughs> very givers. So. That's give-yos. a good one. Yes. It's yeah. a Nigerian way of... Uh, you know, trying to describe a true Nigerian. So we were very welcoming. In Nigeria is not a place where if you come to your house and they will eat. They must eat. Too. In fact, if the person doesn't eat, you feel offended. You know, you go out for a drink, a Nigerian will insist on paying. You know, so we're, we're very, we, we have a good heart. Mm-hmm. Nigeria is one place where you have a problem of 5 million. Put it on TV, on radio. You get donation of 50 million. Instantly. Mm-hmm. So what are we talking about? I, I don't know anybody that would see something that is good and refuse it. The only thing is that we're not letting people know how good Nigeria is. Well, I think Nollywood, let's we can and we can, you know, actually that's a good way of wrapping up that I think Nollywood is actually contributing yeah. to, you know, um, developing a more positive image about Nigeria. Yes, so thank is. you, Nollywood. Even though there's the negative side of Nollywood, all the do do the There's that, a negative the side of everything. But <laughs> why is that the thing. negative side? I'm just, okay, I, okay. I'm just because joking. It's, it's a joke. It's why are you always pointing it's out the negative side? It's a joke. It's a joke. It has to be a joke. It's a joke. Uh, oh. Look at Nigerians. You don't want to attack another fellow Nigerian. Uh, is it because people are Igbo? I just realized oh. two Igbo. Oh, really? Is she Igbo? Eh? Is she Igbo? I didn't know. Yeah, so what I tried Igbo? to I tried to speak small Igbo. I said in a laugh. Yeah. Uh-huh, you see, you're one of... The, wait, do you speak real Igbo? Yeah. Okay. I speak Uguta. I, oh, Uguta. Oh, I'm coming mm. to your place this April, though. This, yeah, so uh, it's a dialect. Yeah, it's a dialect. Yeah, that's cool. Mojiba only now. <laughs> Don't try and sweeten me up. In fact, I'm not divorced you. You know I divorced you. After what you showed us, Pepe. You are I divorced, didn't even know though. we are married. I divorced I you once. I divorced you twice. I divorced you three times. <laughs> hey, that's <laughs> Muslim <laughs> divorce. <laughs> that is Muslim divorce. You say I divorced <laughs> you three <laughs> times and it's English done. You, puma, you must speak our language before we drop this thing up. Mojiba Oni. Kedu Kodi. All the car container. Oh, you want to throw container in? What a, what a bad cliche. Muta Ningabas, Muna Geswa. Are you Wazobia? I'm very Wazobia. Do you speak Ausa for real? Then if you're Igala, I leo color how. Hey, Those are my in laws. My in laws are Igala. Then, okay. eh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Please, you guys, you have to try and sell our language. 
and encourage people to speak their native language. I agree. Because once Have you guys languages ever gone to Buta to see our lake? I'm going there this April. I've been there before, but I'm going there this April for you. Mm, I'm the only woman event. that swims across because they say Obuide takes women. And I prove that Obuide wow. doesn't take women. So I'm the only woman that swims across and back the lake. For real? So if you want to arrange it, I swim alongside the when big fish in the water. When are, are you, you serious? Can we go together? Yes, yeah, so I am. Very are you in the water? Like that's what they water. say. That's what they say. I am. <laughs> Are you Mami Water? <laughs> yes, she's Mami Water. She's Mami Water on land. <laughs> Are you Mami Water? Mami Water in America. When are you coming? When are you that'd coming? Good, no, if Google Africa wants to make a spectacle of me and mm-hmm. say Priscilla and Zimiro, you know, wow, the incarnation of mm-hmm. the first Igbo lady doctor, Priscilla and Zimiro, mm-hmm. my aunt, mm-hmm. swimming across Zukuta Lake. To retain Please. her title of the only woman that swims across. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's it, that's it. <laughs> yes, I really <laughs> want to. We want to. <laughs> well, no, anytime. We to. Just the same way I'm going to take you to Madagascar, then you can arrange that as well. Uh, I, I don't mind. I can skip Madagascar for Uguta. <laughs> when are wow. You <laughs> that See, is just amazing. Yeah, of course. Charity starts at home. Ah, if I don't know my true. own environment very well, who am I to start catapulting myself to Madagascar? Mm. I love Madagascar. If you're from there, hello. <laughs> but what are we going to Guta? <laughs> ne, oh, yeah, I have yeah, lovely you friends from Guta. Fresh I'm salivating. My God. <laughs> Maybe we shall put Moji in our pocket, Shaq. No, she's yes, taking me. Yes. She already told me she's taking me yes, to, so. to her village. Oh, yes, I'm so. very proud of Uguta. Even though I'm married into Oka, so I should be saying I'm from Oka, but... You're you know. married into Oka. You're very next to me. Yes. I'm, I'm married, married into, into an Oka. Enuguku is also in yes, very close. Yes. Yeah, I'm like yes. 10 minutes away from you. Mm-hmm. And Uguta, how far away is Uguta to Ihala? Uh, maybe like 40 minutes or Yeah, that's where so. I'm from. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, Naka, did you watch Lionheart? I haven't. Oh, you should watch it. I will. On Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, because it was shot in Enugu. Okay, guys, thank you so much, Naka, for joining us. Sorry to cut everyone off abruptly because we're literally going to be talking here forever. I know, right? We would love all of our listeners to visit gogayafrica.tv watch some of their programs on youtube if you have access to any of it on television watch it we really appreciate neka coming on and hopefully we'll get her sexy husband's voice on here on an episode and we are not just nollywood you can follow us on every social media platform at not just nollywood moji what you gonna say Peace out, my people, and see you next episode.